expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Manconi. Taiwan has made an abrupt about-face on its policy covering foreign nationals infected with HIV. For more than 20 years, official policy in Taiwan has required deportation in almost all cases where a foreigner is found to carry the disease. But an amendment eliminating that requirement is expected to be signed into law later this year, bringing not only an end to the deportations, but also opening up the possibility that those who have been deported could soon return to the country. To learn more about what's behind the repeal and what it'll mean for sufferers of HIV and AIDS, I spoke with Ashley Wu of Taipei-based nonprofit Persons with HIV-AIDS Rights Advocacy Association. Here's our conversation. Ashley Wu, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, hello, everyone. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So this is a law that's actually uh, been on the books for a really long time, since 1990. In fact, and I understand that a number of NGOs such as yours uh, have been working to change it to lift this uh, travel ban, this restriction. So, would you consider uh, this this change in this law? Would you consider this a big victory for your organizations and other NGOs? I believe so. At least we we, we no longer um, will see any case that would be deported or separate from their loved ones, and I think it's. Very basic human needs or the very basic humanity, yeah, for everyone. No one should be separated or no one should uh, be treated unequally just because a disease. Other than the obvious problem that foreigners were being kicked out of the country because of this, you know, a lot of foreigners also had to live with the fear that if anybody found out, they might be kicked out of the country. Uh, do you think that that fear all by itself caused some problems? Yes, like one of my friend, he 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 is a foreigner. Then one day he went to the hospital on it because of some emergency case, but he couldn't decided whether he would do the surgery or not because uh, the hospital insists that he has to do the HIV test first. Um, so he just. Decided, okay, then I just leave the hospital, and, and I, I won't do any treatment. I won't do any surgery. This kind of case or this kind of situation is happening or was happening in Taiwan these years, and I think this is a very serious problem. Yeah, for the foreigners who are living or working in Taiwan. So a lot of people would be afraid, not just. Not just afraid to get treatment specifically for HIV, but to get treatment for a lot of other unrelated diseases, just because they didn't want the blood test. Yes, because they all know the consequence. Once they were tested as a positive, they will be deported. They will be kicked out from Taiwan. What was the uh, biggest opposition to this? What was the biggest uh, obstacle to getting this change? Do you think there were two major um, groups? One is from the Uh, religious group, especially the Christians groups, they are the same groups which are against the uh, the gay marriage in Taiwan. They think that um, 
the the gays or the HIV patients or the foreigners they are uh, spreading the HIV in Taiwan. So it's not good, and, uh, and it's very bad for the Taiwan to pass such of law or to to make changes. Another one is from the we we will be surprised. Is from the professionals, like the doctors, like the uh, nurses. Yeah, on they they want to make sure that their rights or their health are protected. So uh, we see another change in this. Uh, this law today, yeah. In this kind of a conversation, it's obviously difficult to uh, speak to religious concerns. But as for the medical concerns, I mean, is there a, a real medical concern for? Uh, I mean, they might be worried that having more people with this disease in the country is uh, making it more possible to spread the disease, and uh, more likely that medical professionals themselves will get infected. So, so what do you say to those kind of concerns? What do you say to people who, that are worried that now that foreigners won't have this restriction, it'll be more likely for them to uh, spread this disease in Taiwan. When people say that we are afraid that the foreigners will spread the HIV and AIDS in Taiwan, so we have some imagination that they will spread this virus in Taiwan very easily. Um, but in fact, it is not. If we, 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 we have more knowledge from the medical but another thing to support this is not is from the data in the past. Uh, if we examine the numbers and to see how many foreigners, uh, the positive foreigners, and how many uh, how many numbers of the Taiwanese positives, uh, we didn't see a very strong changes. Yeah, if we we are talking about that, the foreigners will spread this virus to the Taiwanese. No, there's no strong uh, numbers to support this. I see. So you're saying that uh, having more infected foreigners in Taiwan, you don't think that that has a significant impact on the number of Taiwanese that are in infected? No, there's no. It, it is not true. Yeah, in numbers. Maybe the numbers can't tell us exactly why, but do you have any ideas about why that might be? Because it, it just seems logical that if you think that uh, there's more uh, infected people with the disease, it would cause the disease to spread faster. I think it's related to the sexual behavior change. Now people, especially those target communities, uh, let's say like the, uh, the gay community or the foreign community, they are more aware that uh, you have to do the safer sex compared to the Taiwanese. <laughs> yeah. So it, it sounds uh, like what you're saying is that it actually makes a bigger difference for uh, a change in education uh, than ac restricting groups of people from coming into the country. Yes, because nowadays we, 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 we have more knowledge about the HIV, uh, we know uh, if we do some protections during the sex, and it, it is enough to protect ourselves. Yeah, it's not like a cough. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's not like a flu <laughs> that you will easily get infected yeah, in your daily life. Yeah, so, so you actually don't need to have this kind of fear that uh, people will spread this kind of virus or this kind of disease just they sneeze or <laughs> yeah they cough or something like this and talking about this fear 
do you think that this fear and the stigma that's associated with uh, HIV and AIDS uh, has anything to do with why it's taken so long to get this law uh, repealed? Yes, I believe this is a core issue. Why this uh, has been taken s uh, such a long time? Because no matter the government or the people, we still have the wrong imagination about this disease. And we still see this disease as a bad and immoral disease. Yeah, and this really affects the people's attitude and also affects the government's attitude to this disease in the beginnings or in the early days. And so would you say that one of the big things that has changed, that has made it possible to repeal this law, is a, a change in attitude? Do you think people are more likely to see this disease as just a normal disease that you treat normally? Is that part of what's going on here? Yes, especially like I mentioned before, now we have more knowledge about HIV and we have more evidence that... Uh, this disease is not that terrified, <laughs> yeah, as before we think. Yeah, so uh, the doctors or the government's officials or officers or the, uh, the people in the society, now we get more and more understand about this disease. Uh, so this make a big change, uh, make a big possible to change this law today. I also understand that uh, maybe international pressure also had something to do uh, with changing this law. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yes. The WHO or the UN system, they have repeated and repeated say, saying this again and again. The country shouldn't have this kind of a restriction like the travel ban or the immigrant ban. It's against the human rights and it's against the HIV rights. On a few years before, like two, two years before, on uh, the 2013, uh, there was review, an official review of the two international human rights convention in Taiwan, the ICCPR and ICCR. The Taiwan government invited uh, like 10 human rights uh, expertise to Taiwan. And during that review, uh, the mega recommendation that Taiwan should remove this law yeah, because it's against the human rights and it's against the freedom. So uh, for foreigners, what, what do you think is the next big issue uh, that your group is going to work to advocate for? The financial would be a problem uh, because as a foreigner, you won't be fully covered by the national insurance system. For your AIDS treatment? Yes for the ART treatment or the heart treatment. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a very costly treatment. It probably will cost around $20,000 per month. Mm. It's not affordable for everyone. Why do you think it's important that foreigners receive this uh, financial coverage? Uh, treatment is prevention. So if you got the uh, treatment and, it, it, and, and your viral load is down to uh, nearly hard to, to, to be tested. It's very hard to cause any uh, HIV transmission. Yeah. So uh, treatment is the prevention. Yeah, that is a very important core in 
today. Yeah. So you're saying that if foreigners have access to this treatment, it's much less likely that they will give it to anybody else in Taiwan. Yeah, not only the foreigners, but for everyone. Yes. So this law uh, hasn't actually been enacted yet. We're still uh, a number of uh, months away. The president still needs to sign it. But when it is enacted, uh, what kind of advice would your organization be giving uh, to people that are HIV positive at that point? Um, it, do you, would you recommend that they they can go to Taiwanese hospitals and seek treatment for this disease? It is safe to go to the hospital to get the treatment. Yeah, you, you no longer to. Be afraid that you will be deported, you will be record, or oh, of course you will be record, but that won't become a problem. Yeah, for your uh, residence status. Yeah. And uh, what about uh, getting tested for the disease for people that are not sure whether they have it yet? Would you still recommend that they get treated anonymously, or or, or would it be safe at that point uh, to get tested in a hospital? It's always be safer to uh, get test anonymously, yeah, because no matter you are a foreigner, or you are Taiwanese, uh, you will face many many problems. Once you are tested as a positive, yeah, you will face some problems in your jobs or your financials, yeah, or your insurance or uh, many many problems. You, you will come in with this disease. So you have to make some claims, yeah. So so you better not just go to the hospital and make a a sure test. You you better to buy some time for yourself, yeah. So so far we've uh, mostly been talking about foreigners uh, during this interview, uh, but your group focuses on the rights of anybody who's uh, suffering from HIV or AIDS. So just more generally. What are the major issues that uh, you're still concerned about in Taiwan? Uh, what what are some of those areas that you're working on? Another one is decriminalization, because HIV spreading HIV, or um, if you make other people infect, it is still a, a crime in Taiwan. It's a crime to spread HIV in Taiwan. Yes, yeah, and no other disease have to go to the jail. Yeah, only the HIV. On and we we hope that one day we can remove this. Yeah, we can decriminalization. So outside uh, of the provision that we've been talking about so far, uh, there were other parts to this law that was just passed by Congress recently, uh, and uh, some of them are are going to be good not just for foreigners in Taiwan, but also for other people in Taiwan. Could you talk about one of those? Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, there was one recommendations. That is talking about that um, the students in different levels of schools, or the government officers, or the um, the police, uh, they have to get the HIV educations. They have to get the knowledge about this. Yeah, and, and I believe that that in the future that would be a very there there will be a very big impact because. The right knowledge is、uh, very important to remove、uh, the, the stigma of HIV. Yes, we 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 hope, and one day we will no longer to see this disease as a very special disease, and people can just live it in a very natural way. Yeah.
We've been speaking to Ashley Wu with the Persons with HIV AIDS Rights Advocacy Association. Uh, Ashley, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you, and thank you for everyone. The group says when the amendment is signed into law, those who have been recorded as HIV positive will be able to apply for legal residence in Taiwan, even if they're currently staying in the country illegally. To learn more, visit the group's website at praatw.org or call their counseling line at 2550-5963. Again, that's 2550-5963. Or you can visit the ICRT blog where we've posted links to the organization and articles about the repeal. That's it for Taiwan Talk. For ICRT, I'm Keith Manconi.